You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, the madness continues on the hardwood, but more importantly, the NFL offseason. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. Today's episode, it's brought to you by the best tasting protein bar out there. It's Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, that's LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. I'm also going to tell you how you can help us crown a Built Bar champion Later this podcast, follow us on Twitter at Locked On NFL Pods and at B O B R A C K to follow me, Bo Brock. We have an awesome podcast here for you today. Mike Debate, Locked On Patriots. How much pressure is the greatest NFL head coach of all time, Bill Belichick, under after a free agent spending spree? We'll ask Mike. Also, another team that's getting high approval ratings for its offseason so far, Chris Russell. From Locked On, Washington football team are the reigning NFC East champs. All they really had to do was show up and not be the worst team in football to win that division. Are they winning the arms race, though, this offseason? We'll get that answer from Chris Russell. Washington football team signing Ryan Fitzpatrick, cornerback William Jackson III, Curtis Samuel. According to Pro Football Focus, Washington and New England are one and two with the highest percentage increase in improvement and wins above replacement based on roster moves this offseason. On the opposite side of that, Detroit Lions and the New Orleans Saints, they're at the bottom of that list, but you got to keep in consideration both those teams losing their starting quarterbacks. The Lions sending Matthew Stafford over to the LA Rams in exchange for Jared Goff and a couple picks. And of course, New Orleans having Drew Brees retire they also had to cut a couple key players finagle that uh salary cap which i gotta be honest with you as far as their cap strategist the guys the guy or gal whoever's doing it they're a magician also getting some love from pff just behind wft and new england for teams that have the highest percentage increase in improvement and wins above replacement the new york jets and the jacksonville jaguars who are one in two Picking in the NFL draft, and after watching a weekend worth of upsets in the NCAA tournament, the Jets a two-win team, the Jags a one-win team. Which one's going to get the slipper to fit as far as the NFL's version of Cinderella? Which team is improving the most this offseason and can make the most noise in 2021? Let us know on Twitter, at LockdownNFLPods, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. The moves did not slow down once the weekend hit. It was the New York Giants, the G-Men, adding one of the top wide receivers on the open market, signing Kenny Galladay away from the Detroit Lions to a four-year deal. $76 million with $40 million guaranteed. Patricia Trainer, check her out over on Locked on Giants for all the details. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster, did you see this? Rejoin the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'll continue to TikTok dance in the black and yellow for at least one more season. Signs a one-year deal worth $8 million, reportedly turning down more money from the rival Ravens, which, as a sports fan, you got to love it. It's nice to see a player remain loyal to his side of the rivalry and not go for the money. 
Those weren't the only two wide receivers inking deals. Deshaun Jackson on Sunday reuniting with his old offensive coordinator from D.C., Sean McVay in L.A. Locked on Rams host Sosa Cremendez fills us in on DJX. Jackson is one of the all-time great deep threats in NFL history and has over 10,000 career receiving yards over the course of his career. He's also averaged 17.4 yards per reception over the course of his entire career. So one of the greatest deep threats in NFL history and also a very dangerous punt returner. He's going to add this vertical speed element to the Rams offense and is going to join a wide receiver room, which is already one of the deepest in the NFL and is going to be a very good addition for not only Sean McVay and his offense, but new quarterback Matthew Stafford, who has affinity to push the ball deep. We don't yet know the terms of the contract other than the fact that it is a one-year deal. So make sure to check back at the Lockdown Rams podcast to get an update on the money. For more on the Los Angeles Rams, listen to the Locked On Rams podcast wherever you get podcasts. I'm Sosa Kermendras of the Locked On Rams podcast and the Los Angeles. Great insight from Sosa. DJX already led the NFL in yards per reception twice under McVay in D.C. 2014 and 2016. Ex-Bears cornerback Kyle Fuller, cap casually in Chicago, rejoins one of his former coordinators, his defensive coordinator with the Bears, Vic Fangio, who's the head coach in Denver. Fuller reportedly gets one year, $9.5 million. He joins the secondary, including safety Justin Simmons, who just got paid a big multi-year contract this offseason. But you have to imagine it's still going to come down to Denver, whether or not it can get the quarterback play necessary to compete in the tough AFC West. They're moving forward through Locke, but uh, giving him a couple good players, ballers on the defensive side of the football. It's attorney Tony Busby saying on Instagram on Saturday that he's set to submit affidavits, evidence from several women alleging inappropriate conduct and sexual assault by NFL quarterback Deshaun Watson to the Houston PD and the Houston District Attorney later this morning. To keep up to date on that story, tune in to Locked On Texans. Also, Peter Bukowski, I'm sure, will keep you up to date on Locked On Today. Ton of movement in week one of NFL free agency, but a ton of talent remains unsigned. A couple notable names, cornerback Richard Sherman without a team, offensive lineman Mitchell Schwartz, who is a cap casualty of the Kansas City Chiefs, who are reworking their offensive line after uh, Patrick Mahomes was running around trying to uh, avoid danger in the Super Bowl. And also Jadavian Clowney, one of the talented pass rushers out there. Those are three of the many talented remaining free agents, and there's not a ton of 2021 money left to spend from the 32 NFL teams. So we could see some impact makers land on some team-friendly deals you have to imagine that teams that are viewed as contenders would then have the edge if the money evens out across the league. Ton of upsets over the weekend in March Madness. Did you get in on any of that action? Bet online's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, football might be over, but college basketball in full swing right now. And if you haven't bet yet on the tournament, don't miss out on a chance to make some money. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you could imagine. Bet Online has you covered on all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Right now, if you head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus 
on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get fifty percent on top of your first deposit. So if you put in a hundred bucks, you'll get fifty free dollars to play around with. That's your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code Locked On to get that fifty percent welcome bonus. Coming up, Mike debate. Is there any pressure on Bill Belichick now that he's opened up his checkbook and brought in a ton of free agents this offseason? Mike answers that question next. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. If you haven't gotten enough of the March Madness, we got a full slate of games today. You got to check out all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. The podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, Peter, helping you pick up the pieces that remain from your broken NCAA bracket. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. It was Bill Belichick spending like most of us when we received our stimulus money. Mike DeBate, Locked On Patriots, covers the spending spree. M. DeBate, FPC on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow for all the Patriots insight. And Mike, um, a lot of faith in Bill Belichick, but how much pressure is there following these moves to work out next season? Well, Bill, I'd say a lot. Uh, You look at the moves that Bill Belichick made. Obviously, we've heard the term uncharacteristically aggressive when it comes to Bill Belichick and how he's approached this free agency class in 2021. All of a sudden, the excuses about last year, not having the cap space to be able to bring in free agents, having to settle for less than market deals, uh, having difficulty being able to recruit players to work within your system. He's not going to have that this year. I mean, the Patriots went out and they spent big on positions of need, primarily the tight end position, snagging both John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. Uh, they spent big at the linebacker position. They spent big in the middle part of the defensive line, uh, offensive line as well, uh, you know, getting players in, including one of their own and David Andrews. So a lot of moves being made by Bill Belichick. He shored up a lot of vacancies and a lot of holes on this roster, but now it's going to be about putting it together and making these acquisitions into a cohesive unit on the field. On paper, these units look pretty good and they look like the players that really are going to be able to do that, but you're never going to be able to tell until these players actually take the field. So a lot of pressure on Bill this year. Yeah, I felt like Belichick, he'd never steal a quote from Jeff Fisher, but he is this offseason saying he's never, he's not effing going seven and nine. Do you get that sense? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think in a lot of ways, what it does is it proves that the Patriots are not used to this type of malaise uh, that we saw last year. Uh, The fan base definitely isn't. Uh, Seven and nine was really considered scorched earth for most Patriots this year uh, with the exception of, you know, maybe a couple of years in the past where they weren't uh, really in contention. This team hasn't seen um, a struggle like this in quite some time. So you're looking at Bill Belichick now saying, okay, this is it. We're going to move forward. But in a lot of ways, Bo was a product of the system. I think in a lot of, uh, I should say a product of the, the times in which we live and the system in which the Patriots operate. They have the cap space available this year to pursue the number of free agents that they did. The Pats did not have that in previous years. And now, all of a sudden, with that newfound cap space, they were able to put it to good use. And with the uncertainties and the difficulties surrounding the cap for so many teams, the Patriots were really able to strike while the iron was hot in this offseason. Really did make some moves uh, and, and made some very smart moves as well, backloading a lot of these deals so the cap hit isn't initially as hard as it normally would be. 
Locked on Patriots host Mike DeBate joins us here on the Locked on NFL podcast. Bo Brock of the, uh, I mean, we see 10 to 17 moves, whether or not they're, uh, you know, making trades or keeping guys, re-signing players, but uh, approaching 20 at this point, who do you view as the biggest impact makers of the group? Well, obviously, I mean, you have to start with the two tight ends. I mean, bottom line, the New England Patriots have not had this type of productivity at the tight end position, at least on paper, in quite some time. The Patriots have not been able to run 12-man personnel with any type of success for a number of years, at least not since Rob Gronkowski uh, left the team, even before. But it was difficult to find someone on the other end that could really run that well with Gronk. The last time they were able to do it might have been when Martellus Bennett was running alongside of him. Now, all of a sudden, you have Jonu Smith, you have Hunter Henry. Jonu being that prototypical move tight end that can get yards after the catch, big threat in the red zone. Hunter Henry being a prolific route runner is the typical Y tight end. He's going to have the short hands, and it really is going to be interesting. I can't wait to see the play-action schemes that Josh McDaniels is able to dial up with these two guys in the lineup. Another big-time acquisition for the Patriots this year in the linebacker position is Matthew Judon. And coming over from the Baltimore Ravens, this guy is really such a prototypical edge rush for the type of defensive scheme that the Patriots love to play. Um, He's proficient in rushing the passer within the Pats defensive scheme, but he's equally effective, I think, in defending both the run and setting the edge. He can even drop back into coverage on the line as well. So this is going to be a huge acquisition for the Patriots. They struggled a lot with athleticism and middle coverage in the linebacking core this year. I don't think they're going to have that problem in 2021. Uh, They've made some nice acquisitions on the defensive line. Henry Anderson coming over from the Jets, another big acquisition. Uh, Again, the Patriots had difficulty stopping the run last year. Anderson, according to next-gen stats from the NFL, posted the third highest run stuff rate against players or among players with at least 500 snaps. So the Patriots targeted their players. They targeted them well. And I think they did a good job of bringing in talent that can help them right off the bat. And on the offensive line, the fan base is so ecstatic to see David Andrews come back. Their captain, the anchor of that offensive line, that was a huge move and something that for a while didn't look to be expected. Last question for you. How else will New England look to upgrade this roster you know, and make sure that they don't lose nine games again in 2021. Well, I think ultimately what they're going to do is start to take a look at their depth uh, positions and start to look uh, look at their depth charts, excuse me, and the positions in which they feel they might need maybe a little more firepower. It wouldn't shock me to see them go after a defensive back, maybe a veteran that can come in. I know they're keeping the um, uh, lines of communication open with Jason McCourty. He might be a good option to bring back a veteran corner that can play in a lot of areas of the field. Patrick Chung's retirement might necessitate bringing in someone at the safety position to maybe push the younger guys a little bit. But ultimately, I think you might see the Patriots start looking at the quarterback position. And Cam Newton right now is penciled in as the starter. Back against the wall, Bo, I would say Cam will be their starter this year, but it wouldn't shock me to see them maybe look at a free agent or a trade option out there. Cam's contract makes it very easy for the Patriots to upgrade. But if they're going to upgrade, the smart thing to me would be to look to the NFL draft. Try to get your next guy in and maybe use Cam as a one-year mentor to try to get your quarterback of, ne- of the, the next generation of Patriots uh, playoffs uh, or the next generation of the Patriots uh, team uh, to, uh, to where it needs to be. So that's how I would look for them to approach. It's going to be backfilling at this point mostly. Great insight from Mike DeBate, Locked on Patriots. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at 
M Debate FPC. Mike, thanks so much, man. Oh, anytime. Always my pleasure. Thanks. Keep crushing it on this show and uh, look forward to talking ball with you again soon. Sounds good. Always excellent insight from Mike DeBate, guy that loves his Built Bars. Who doesn't love Built Bars? It's the best tasting protein bar ever in this podcast, of course, brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. 18 amazing flavors. They always throw in some limited time flavors that are always fantastic. You've got the six latest additions, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, the go-long with the 12 OG flavors that you know and love. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft, easy to chew, and they're just as healthy as they are delicious. Great for the health-conscious person out there. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Right now, go to the website. Help us pick a champion of the best-tasting protein bar out there of the Built Bar Squad. Today's matchup in the Built Bar Bracket Challenge, Coconut versus Birthday Cake. Pick a winner. Who's going to survive in advance? And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The other team making some noise this offseason, getting heavy approval ratings, the Washington football team. But are they keeping pace in an NFC East arms race? Our guy from the Locked On Washington Football Podcast, Chris Russell, answers that next. If you're looking for even more insight into the NFL free agency madness, you got to check out Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, just like this very podcast. All the latest news, insight on every team. Move around the league, get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Another team getting some love for its moves during NFL free agencies, the Washington football team. We bring on their fantastic co-host, Chris Russell, Russellmania621 on Twitter. Chris, thanks for joining the Locked On NFL podcast. Bo, always good to be with you. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Uh, the Washington football team receiving a lot of approval for most of its moves this offseason. Are they winning the NFC East arms race, in your opinion? Uh, yeah. I mean, they had the most money, so they should be. Um, but I think they're doing it reasonably smart. And what I mean by that is you know, not trading a whole bunch of assets for uh, a big time, big name NFL quarterback, i.e. Deshaun Watson. And that would have been a disaster at this point uh, or Russell Wilson or something like that. Even a Sam Darnold, you know, I think going and getting Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, some people are going to poo poo the move. Oh, he's 38. He's on team nine. He's never made the playoffs. He's, you know, Ryan Fitz tragic and all that. Stuff. And I, I, I listen, I get all of that. And that's part of the narrative. The, the other part of it is he was playing his best football and really has for the last mm, three out of the last four years, somewhere in that range. And at 38 Harvard bred, you know, different systems, he's not going to have any issue picking up this one uh, from Scott Turner, Ron Rivera and the offensive uh, staff here, you know, Bo, they averaged 20 and a half points. I think it was a game uh, last year. I fully expect them to be North of 24 this year, which is right around the league average, if not above. Uh, and maybe it'll be better with adding Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
Patrick and Curtis Samuel. Uh, and of course, we know how good that defense already was, but it did need a tune-up, and they got William Jackson the third, and <laughs> maybe more than a tune-up in that regard. Yeah, I'm trying to decipher the quarterback position because in D.C. it's been inconsistent, to say the least, in flux for such a long time. Is it Ryan Fitzpatrick, is he you know, an upgrade at the position or it's just they're welcoming him because he's probably the best guy that's, you know, coming to that building in the last couple of years. Well, I think if you're if you're comparing him side to side to Alex Smith, he's an upgrade talent-wise. Okay. And I think he's just as smart and as good of a teammate. Uh, no, no disrespect to Alex. He just... He couldn't move, couldn't stay healthy, and he was a pedestrian quarterback, you know, for much of his NFL career with limited exceptions. So there is no doubt that Ryan Fitzpatrick is an upgrade side-by-side to Alex, right? Uh, The question will be is, you know, how does he fare in terms of Taylor Heineke, who took the NFL world by storm and this fan base by storm by one really, really, really good performance against the eventual Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think he's I think Fitzpatrick's much better, um, quite honestly. I don't I don't think I don't think Heineke was necessarily lightning in a bottle like he'll never be decent, but I don't think he has the arm strength uh, or the durability that Ryan Fitzpatrick. Patrick has and the experience certainly uh and then Kyle Allen in the same boat now Kyle Allen has a little bit more experience but he doesn't have the durability again that Ryan Fitzpatrick has so to me Fitzpatrick I would be very surprised if he is not the week one starter uh, I would actually be disappointed by that 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 would be worrisome to me I can't guarantee that he will or he won't Bo, but I think he will be and you know I don't want to say he'll play all 16 games but I expect him to take the bull by the horns and be the guy yeah it's it's been interesting i really appreciate uh your unbiased opinion especially when it comes to the washington football team because when everybody was applauding this william jackson edition um is it an upgrade at cornerback with well letting ronald darby walk and then william jackson signing the big 42 million dollar contract well so it's it's a it's definitely an upgrade let's start there there is no doubt william jackson the third is better than ronald darby the question becomes is how much better was he five million dollars per year better Uh, that i don't know okay um you know and, and the reason why i don't know that is because I don't know what their final offer to Darby was. I I heard it was again in the neighborhood of nine. He apparently, you know, he signed for 10 uh, with Denver. Good for him Uh, with Darby. You know, look, he almost, he played almost 1100 snaps, Bo. He had been really banged up in Philadelphia for three years before that. And he came home and good for him. He cashed in and, and got himself a big fat contract to leave his hometown. Good for him. Um, so there's no doubt William Jackson the third is better. Uh, and, and here's what I do like about the move. Um, you know, and again, I don't love the money at the position considering who they're going to have to pay in years to come, meaning all defensive line. Uh, but here's why I do like it. It will allow Jack Del Rio to be more aggressive. It will allow Jack Del Rio to play more man coverage, which is what I think Jack wants to do. They were about 62% zone last year. It will allow him to be more aggressive. It will allow him to, I, I think on those shorter routes, instead of having a guy that he's got to back off 
so that he doesn't get beat on a double move or, 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 or a post or a hard step. Um, I, I think William Jackson is going to be right on the grill of said number one receiver, whoever uh, they're playing, whether it be, you know, Stefan Diggs and Buffalo or whoever, uh, and right up in the grill of that guy. And he, sometimes he's going to get beat, right? Yeah. Great corners get beat, but a lot of times he's going to be right on that dude's hip and he's going to make a better, I think, difference in terms of coverage than Ronald Darby. Now, the other question real quickly would be, can he come up with some interceptions Four in the last three years is not going to cut it when you're making that kind of money. And, and, and ironically, Darby didn't have any interceptions last year. So, you know, maybe, maybe we're all overvaluing interceptions and the NFL is properly valuing it. I don't know. What's left for this Washington football team to uh, pursue this offseason? Yeah, I, I mean, they've stocked some depth at linebacker and offensive line, and I won't bore you or the audience with, with those details because they're not really, you know, big names. I mean, obviously the whole Brandon Sheriff contract thing is 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 what's next. I don't see them getting a long-term deal done by July 15th, but um, some others do. So I, I guess we'll just have to wait on that. But, but I think tight end two is uh, a pretty big priority. And then signing another linebacker or drafting another linebacker, whether it be, and I think they'll draft really a starting linebacker, and it might be two, uh, quite honestly. They signed a depth guy, David Mayo, last week. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're, there's a couple. Micah Parsons might drop. Uh, you know, uh, JOK from Notre Dame. I struggle to say his name, so I just call him JOK. I hope that's okay. Uh, and, and, and also Zavin Collins from Tulsa. Uh, should all go right in that general range of 19. So, Bo, I think that's where they're going to get their next starting linebacker. The question is, is do they sign anybody in between now and then to add to the mix at linebacker as well? Chris, excellent work as always. What you and David Harrison do over at the Washington football team podcast is always great. Top notch. Also father to Tyler, incredible young man. And we celebrate kids just like him on world down syndrome day on Sunday. Yeah, no, I very much appreciate that. It's very kind of you to uh, remember him and, 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 and the nice words. And yes, uh, Sunday was World Down Syndrome Day, uh, March 21st. Uh, it's all, you know, people can do their, their research. It's all linked to the 21st chromosome. Uh, so that's why March 21st has a, a lot of meaning. And, and Tyler's 19 going on 20, and he's a happy kid for the most part. And uh, he, you'd, be, you'd love how, how much sports he actually knows <laughs> just from being on his smartphone. And he self-taught himself like where every NFL team plays and, and their nickname and, and what city they're in. It, it really is amazing. So I appreciate you asking about him. And, uh, and, and yeah, everybody should go check out like the Global Down Syndrome Foundation and, um, and, and the National Down Syndrome Society uh, and Gigi's Playhouse as well. So um, some great charities there. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate it. No problem. Well said, Chris Russell. Make sure you're following along on Twitter, WrestleMania621. Excellent work as always. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Always good to be on with you. That's going to do it for me, Bo Brock. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, but more importantly, follow along at Locked On NFL Pods for the latest insight on all the moves going on around the NFL. Make sure to check out BuiltBar.com. Cast your vote for who you think is going to win today's Built Bar Bracket Challenge. It's a heavyweight matchup between Coconut and Birthday Cake. 
Tomorrow, Ross Jackson, Luke Braun, they're hosting the Locked On NFL podcast. Their thoughts, insight, latest breaking news from NFL free agency, plus how it impacts the team that means the most to you. No, not your favorite team, your fantasy team. It's coming up tomorrow, right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Bo Brock. I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Have a great rest of your day.